0: You're listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. I'm Garrett Ashley Mullet, and I want to talk about everything. Welcome back to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show. This is Garrett Ashley Mullet coming to you from Greeley, Colorado. Today is Monday... November 29th, 2021, it is episode 265, and today I want to talk briefly about this Ghislaine Maxwell trial, which is beginning today, and which, I'll be honest, there's a lot of talk swirling about Ghislaine Maxwell, if you're not aware was the madam or mistress of Jeffrey Epstein, billionaire or millionaire, whatever he actually was as far as how much money he had, wealthy person, well-connected, who was arrested several years ago on charges of human trafficking, sex trafficking. And before I get any further, obviously, just by virtue of this being about Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. I would caution anyone with their children present to just be mindful that I want to talk about what it is that Jeffrey Epstein is accused of, what it is that Ghislaine Maxwell is accused of. Just like with anyone that is accused of committing a crime, I do think that due process is a very important feature of our justice system. It's a biblical concept that every accusation is to be substantiated by the testimony of two or three witnesses. It should not be enough to make an accusation and destroy someone's life, destroy their reputation. There should be due process. There should be a full exploration of the evidence, of the pertinent facts, of the character of the person or persons involved, and they should have their day in court. Jeffrey Epstein, obviously, is not going to have his day in court, except by proxy, starting today with his former mistress, Ghislaine Maxwell. Jeffrey Epstein is dead. And he died in jail. He died while imprisoned, awaiting trial as a case was being prepared. I don't believe that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself, even if he did hang himself. I don't believe he killed himself. I believe it was very, very convenient for wealthy, powerful people who were connected with. Epstein for a long, long time. It was public knowledge that they were well-connected, that they flew on his jet, that they palled around with him, they took photos with him, and Ghislaine Maxwell. It's well known that those connections don't want to have their reputations sullied. It's well-established, it's common sense, it's too obvious that wealthy, powerful people who were connected to Jeffrey Epstein, who visited his infamous island, who flew on his infamous jet, who took pictures with him, who palled around with him, and Ghislaine Maxwell. It's too obvious that those wealthy, powerful people have a vested interest in the whole matter being dealt with as quietly as possible, lest something come out which implicates them in... Jeffrey Epstein's crimes and Ghislaine Maxwell's crimes. I happen to believe that some one or several of these wealthy, powerful people who had a vested interest in protecting themselves from implication orchestrated the death of Jeffrey Epstein. And I think most people believe that. I think that the established Types in the media run interference and say that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself because they have to, because they can't give any credence to the contrary view, lest they also kill themselves, uh, supposedly, just like people who have dirt on the Clintons. And in this case, very possibly, this is an example of that: that there was dirt on the Clintons because the Clintons palled around with. Gislaine Maxwell and uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Just like that, people don't want to wind up killing themselves under mysterious circumstances just because they said, we don't think Jeffrey Epstein killed himself, and here's why. But the plain facts of the case lead me to believe, to suspect, although not to know for a certainty, and this is where due process comes in, which is so much better than the court of public opinion without due process, without the evidence being prepared and presented, without witnesses being called, without arguments being made. I think we all suppose that Jeffrey Epstein and Gislaine Max, Maxwell were... Uh, pimps. They they were pimping out underage girls and probably not just underage girls, probably uh, women of all ages and probably not just women. Uh, They were pimps. They were pimps to uh, very wealthy, very powerful, very famous people who would rather not be exposed. They were pimps. And they weren't doing things that were strictly legal. And that's where the trouble comes in. Not in whether they were doing things which were strictly moral, first and foremost, but were the immoral things that they were doing illegal. That is the question. And quite frankly, if they were pimping underage girls, uh, what they were doing was illegal in the United States of America. It might not be illegal... In other countries around the world, but certainly in this country, in the United States of America, it is illegal to be engaging uh, young underage minor girls to have sex with uh, adults, uh, any adults. That, That is illegal. The fact that we have several accusations which seem credible from Women who were underage girls who were groomed and uh, prostituted by Epstein and Maxwell Uh, makes me suppose that there were a lot more besides those girls that have come forward. And the fact that you've had celebrities implicated, uh, movie stars, uh, you know, musicians, wealthy politicians. Uh, members of the British royal family. The folks who have been implicated run the full spectrum of wealth and power across the globe. And there's a couple of possibilities, obviously. One possibility is that this was happening, and Epstein is just the tip of the iceberg as far as what the most wealthy, powerful people in the world uh, do. You know, this is the, the most tame, sanitized thing we could possibly have found out, and it got cut short before it could go any further, where uh, the guards who were supposed to be watching Epstein, he was on suicide watch, uh, they go on an extended break and leave him alone, And the security cam footage mysteriously is missing. And then he winds up uh, supposedly, allegedly killing himself. That was a great way to stop the uh, lid being blown off of what probably is a, a much wider, much broader problem. And I think this really gets at the state of our sexual ethic, and sexual morality in the modern world. What is it that would lead us to suppose that the wealthiest, most powerful people have any limits besides their imagination when it comes to fulfilling their sexual desires? Uh, Their their appetites are known to us in some measure by the sorts of things which are produced in media, uh, which are not hidden. So when Netflix advertises and promotes a supposedly artistic film out of France called Cuties, which is normalizing the sexualization of young girls, preteen girls, uh, we have some idea of what the wealthiest, most powerful, most influential people in the world uh, think is within bounds, okay. Uh, Other media, which is not primarily concerned with underage persons, uh, certainly gives us no reason to believe in a Judeo-Christian sexual ethic. Uh, The promotion of the LGBTQ+, plus, 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 double plus, movement by politicians, celebrities, very wealthy people uh, should not lead us to suppose that there is a Judeo Christian ethic where sexuality is concerned. And where else would there be a sexual ethic? And and, and from whence would it come? Where would we suppose uh, the standard is written? And referenced, uh, except for our legal code. But we already know that our legal code uh, is malleable, and justice is not something that's fixed in the minds of the most powerful wealthy people. Uh, what is true is not a, a fixed thing, it's a convenient thing. Uh, most of the people that run Our media conglomerates and the mainstream post-war consensus, secular world governments approach the truth uh, much the same way that Dr. Anthony Fauci has proven himself willing to handle the truth. Noble lies is what they're called. We are going to lie to people uh, for their own good to get them to do what we think is best for them in a very paternalistic sense. And so we're going to tell them things that we know are not true. And we're going to not tell them things that we do know, in fact, are true. Because what is truth, as Pontius Pilate asks Jesus when Jesus is on trial before his crucifixion? What is truth? Well, the truth is a a will to power, As our global elites see it. The truth is a power play. What we really need to do, though, is we really need to not be that way just because our global elites who may or may not have been uh, trying to cover up something that they were a party to with Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, just because our global elites... Believe that the truth is infinitely malleable, that justice is a matter of expedience rather than a question of satisfying a holy and righteous God. We need to be better than that and not just pile on in a different direction in a kind of class struggle with wealthy and powerful people. God knows the truth. God knows what Epstein did or did not do, and what Ghislaine Maxwell did or did not do. God knows what our justice system did or did not do, what our politicians, what our elected officials, what our wealthy, powerful, influential people did or did not do. God knows. And God will see that everyone reaps what they sow apart from Christ. And even for those who are in Christ, if you sow to the Spirit, you sow repentance, confession, faith in Christ, you will reap mercy and forgiveness and grace. But if you're sowing to the flesh, if you're sowing to godlessness, if you're sowing to uh, depravity, as a way of trying to shake your fist at God at all standards at all ethics and all morality, trying to set yourself in your own heart and your own mind as God, uh, there will be judgment for that. And whether that judgment comes starting today in a federal court or whether that judgment comes in the last judgment, no one escapes justice ultimately now we could say ah well then we don't need to worry ourselves at all or concern ourselves at all i th- i would agree we shouldn't worry ourselves but i would disagree that we should pay no attention if that is equated worry with paying any attention whatsoever giving sufficient energy to these matters i would i would want to draw that distinction and be very careful that we don't Throw out babies with bath water. We do have a responsibility to do justice. He has shown you, O oh man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. That's what Micah 6 8 says. And doing justice, according to Micah 6 8, as a requirement of God, is not the same as keeping the Old Testament law in a way that makes you righteous. But because we're already declared righteous if we're in Christ, we bear fruit in keeping with repentance. And we don't become antinomian. We don't become lawless. We don't reject all restrictions on our behavior or all responsibilities that we may have. I look at some of the news that's swirling around the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. And there's a report, there's an allegation that the judge in that trial has declared a gag order or issued a gag order, I guess would be the more correct phrasing. He's issued a gag order for all media to keep this case under wraps. Don't report on it, you're not allowed in the courtroom, or if you are allowed in the courtroom, you can't talk about what it is that's going on with this case, and no cameras, no footage is going to be allowed, and what's up with that? The Kyle Rittenhouse certainly was publicized, certainly was broadcast. Why does Kyle Rittenhouse not get that kind of protection, but Ghislaine Maxwell does? At least one source that I've read, and I can't speak to whether this is 100% reliable, but Newsweek and a couple of other sources that I checked after I read the piece in Newsweek claimed that federal courts, federal judges, as a rule, don't allow cameras in the courtroom. I don't know if that's correct. That could be a distinction. You have a different set of laws and standards in the case of Kyle Rittenhouse, just because it wasn't a federal courtroom, it wasn't a federal charge that was brought against him, that could be valid. Now, along with that, as I was doing the research to determine that thing, which I just shared with you, it is very common and very typical for the audio to be released. So, with the Ghislaine Maxwell court case. If we don't get the audio from that, that will be out of sorts. But the fact that cameras are not allowed in the courtroom during the trial, that might not be so scandalous as I was thinking at first, because I was thinking it too. A friend of mine up in Montana sent me a link or a post saying, look at this, right? Here's this double standard. They didn't do this for Kyle Rittenhouse, but they are doing it for Ghislaine Maxwell. And my first thought was, oh, well, the very wealthy people, the very powerful people, are protecting themselves by shielding Ghislaine Maxwell's trial from public eye. That might not be the case, at least with this fact, that cameras are not going to be permitted. I don't know what the evidence is that they're... Was a gag order, there wasn't a gag order, but really it's beside the point. You know, this reminds me of a conversation I was having with Lucas Abernathy yesterday after church, and we led music at Summit View Community Church yesterday, and I think that went well and that was a good time. But we were talking afterwards about movies and movie stars and, you know, folks that just really are craftspeople they are very skilled at creating a movie that is enjoyable that is entertaining that is engrossing all that just very very fun to watch very exciting consistently have this screen presence as they say and somehow or other Johnny Depp came up in conversation as we were talking about this. And of course, Johnny Depp has been through the ringer here in recent years. His ex, Amber Heard, another actress, accused him of physically abusing her. And whether her accusation was uh, true or valid, whether that allegation is in fact what happened, with Johnny Depp, carrying himself, conducting himself the way that he does and having the reputation that he does for having a drug and alcohol problem, at least at certain points in his life, it's not beyond the pale to suppose that he might not be who we think he is. In fact, who is he when he's able to play so many different characters, wear so many hats and so many faces, whether... He's guilty of what he's accused of here is somewhat a side point to the fact that we really don't know who he is. We don't. He's such a good actor, and he's played so many different roles. Who is the real Johnny Depp? And you realize that when an accusation, an allegation comes up, if someone has not been very diligent and very careful to consistently demonstrate a track record, Now, you take Denzel Washington as a counterpoint. Lucas pointed out that Denzel Washington has done these interviews where he says he will not accept a role in which he would have to do something immoral that he's going to feel bad about, feel guilty about, not have a good conscience about. He only accepts roles where he is going to be proud of himself when he sees his portrayal on the screen when he watches himself afterwards. If the same kinds of allegations were made about Denzel Washington that are made about Johnny Depp or that were made about Johnny Depp, would it be as easy to believe them? Or to at least suppose, well, that could be, maybe, I don't know. I think we would push back on Denzel Washington being accused of certain things by virtue of the way he has conducted himself, carried himself, both on the big screen and off the big screen. He's got a consistency there, which is important. So also, there is a profound distrust for justice system I think a lot of us are really shocked and surprised if we approved of the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict because we had seen all that footage we watched him being violently attacked we watched his poise we watched his handling of himself we knew that was self-defense unless there was something we didn't see that was damning outside of the footage that was released we knew that was self-defense But I think a lot of us are surprised that he was acquitted on all charges by a jury of his peers, despite all of the opposition to that. And it's still ongoing. There are leftist activist groups that are trying to get him kicked out of the University of Arizona, I guess, where he's trying to go to school. He's planning to go to school now that the trial is over. He wants to get on with his life. He's a young man. He wants to live. But leftists... court of public opinion, the lynch mob are not so sure they want to give him the rest of his life just because he was acquitted. The lynch mob wants blood, and I'm praying for him. I hope he remains safe. I'm sure there's a lot of folks just like the guys who attacked him, assaulted him, who would love to be the ones to be able to say they took him out. But a lot of us, I think, are surprised that he was acquitted. And it was only because he was absolutely above reproach in the way he conducted himself every step of the way. At least from what I've seen. I guess there could be additional evidence that I didn't see that came up that other people are referencing, but... Boy, howdy. If they had it, I think they would be trumpeting it. And I don't hear that trumpet. I hear tired talking points. In the case of Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein, for that matter, we don't expect that justice is going to be served for the people who are connected to what they were doing, who were the end users of the service they were providing. They were pimping out underage girls to someone, not just themselves, but do we trust that there is enough courage and integrity in the halls of power for the folks who were responsible to be brought to justice? That's the question. Do we trust based on the character they've demonstrated, or is it kind of like Johnny Depp? They wear so many faces. They wear so many hats. They're constantly trying to do the head fake and fancy footwork and stay one step ahead of us in the way that they spin things to where we really don't know who these people are. They haven't demonstrated a credibility which would lead us to want to give them the benefit of the doubt. In fact, a lot of these same folks have been very duplicitous A lot of these same folks have been perfectly okay with destroying people, destroying people in flyover country, destroying the folks who disagree with them politically, destroying jobs, destroying opportunity, destroying our national security, destroying our economy, destroying our sense of national pride, locking down the entire world, Because they can. This Omicron so-called variant of coronavirus, which has just been announced, is a perfect example. The World Health Organization skips over what would be the subsequent Greek letters of the Greek alphabet to name the next variant after. New, because they didn't want... People saying, "Oh, new coronavirus!" Ah ha ha! You know, they they anticipated that people are kind of getting wise. We've gotten wise to the fact that you guys are just constantly refreshing this, constantly trying to keep it stirred up, trying to keep people afraid, trying to keep people controllable, and it's working less and less well. You skipped over the Greek letter nu because you want to cultivate the perception of this. Even as simple as that little gesture would be. And then the next, Kai. The Greek letter Kai is spelled X-I. So you want to skip over X-I because it looks like Xi, the Chinese emperor. <laughs> Let's just call him emperor. Emperor Xi Jinping. That's not his actual official title, but that's how he's increasingly styling himself. So let's just cut to the chase. It's what it's going to be if he has his way, if we don't stop him. Which, hey, if the World Health Organization is going to skip over the Greek letter Kai, it's not even a Chinese letter, it's a Greek letter, and it's not pronounced Zhi. it's pronounced Kai. But if you're going to skip over the Greek letter Kai, because it looks like Xi Jinping, maybe this whole releasing a bioweapon on the world thing is working out as well as they had hoped. But you take that, for instance, the truth is malleable. First and foremost, propaganda is the order of the day in order to usher in a new age of human prosperity and evolution as our elites think of it. And in that kind of a circumstance where a senator, a United States senator, can say, hey, this Dr. Fauci guy has lied to Congress. We asked him if the National Institute of Health had funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. He lied to our faces and said, absolutely not, that has never happened. And then come to find out it did. Lying to Congress is against the law. You can't lie to the people who make the laws because lying to the people who make the laws as they're asking you questions, which are going to inform the kinds of laws that they make or modify or abolish will have the effect of impairing their lawmaking ability. It's like obstructing a police officer, but it's further up the chain. You're interfering with Congress's ability to make an informed decision on future laws, laws that are already on the books. But Senator Ted Cruz says Fauci should be investigated. He should be charged. He should be prosecuted for lying to Congress. He lied to Congress. He should be prosecuted for it. And Fauci comes back with something about January 6th, which is a veiled threat, like Ted Cruz and Republicans are responsible for January 6th, which I think also was a setup. I think that protesters were invited in, Black Lives Matter and Tifa were there. They had infiltrated the crowd. The optics were prearranged, just like you're shooting a movie. Hollywood's in the bag for the left. All you got to do is get some very clever people who are good at making things look realistic. Get the Capitol Police in a couple strategic places to leave the doors unlocked. Wave people in. Come on, come on in, come on. Get the footage you need. Make sure you shoot and kill at least one person so there is a death toll. Voila. We're going to use this as a lever to either... Silence Republicans or get them out of office entirely because we're gonna claim that they're insurrectionists. Go for broke. So Fauci changes the subject. What does that have to do? What does January 6th have to do with Fauci lying to Congress? Nothing whatsoever. But that's just it. The truth is not a value to the left. The truth is not a value to Dr. Fauci. I am science. He says, I paraphrase, what he actually said was, I represent science. Republicans are coming after me because they're coming after science because I represent science was basically the gist of his remarks over the past several days or over the past couple of years. In that environment, do we trust that our justice system is going to bring to account people who may have been participating in the kinds of services which Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein were helping to facilitate and to provide. Breaking laws? Huh. Catch me if you can. And the simple answer is we don't trust. We don't trust. And how could we? How could we reasonably trust? The folks who dismiss any such question as a whole lot of conspiracy theory. I think just like living in the matrix. They like it. It's a comfortably numb existence. And they get angry if you start disturbing that comfortably numb existence with pesky questions, uncomfortable questions. And what I don't want to do is I don't want us to overcompensate for the folks that are comfortably numb to where we believe any at all worst possible worst possible uh, explanations for any fact, any story that comes out. I want us to be careful about jumping to conclusions. But I would say, trust but verify. Not trust that corrupt people are going to somehow behave contrary to their nature and start acting in a decent way. But trust that the good Lord knows and he will see justice served ultimately. Judgment cannot be escaped when it comes from the Most High God. Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Trust that the good Lord institutes governing authorities, according to Romans 13, to reward those who do good, to punish those who do evil. If we want to see justice served, we have to start with doing justice, loving mercy, walking humbly with our God. As Micah 6.8 says, We have to be the kind of people who could be represented by someone who is honest. If we're not honest, how are we going to choose honest representatives? If we're not fair and decent, how are we going to choose representatives who are somehow any better than we are? The simple answer is we won't. So maybe this whole Ghislaine Maxwell, no cameras in the courtroom business is not just an effort to protect the elites who are implicated, who will be implicated potentially. But part of the tell will be whether audio is released. If the audio is released and we have that to listen to and that's not being cut and spliced, because that is one advantage that video has over audio. With video, if somebody cuts and splices in a dishonest way, to remove something that was said, which would be damning. You can see things not matching up with audio. It can be a little more challenging, a lot more challenging, if not impossible for us to tell when something's been omitted and censored. But at a bare minimum, the audio should be released and you can compare and say, Hey, how long were they in there? And how long is the audio? they were in there for eight hours and the audio is two hours long, well then, there you go. I got to leave it there though. I need to go get ready for work. I got to go to work. That's enough for this episode. We'll see what comes of this court case, but for now, as always, thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless.